Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi everybody, this is Mika and welcome to Apple Presentations with Matt Volbrecht. Um, we are so excited that you're going to be joining us and thank you for everyone participating in the webinar and thank you for everyone listening on ACB Radio. Thank you so much for streaming Tyson and without further ado, I'm going to just turn it over to Matt. Thank you so much. Hi there Mika, Tyson, everybody. So glad to be here today. Hey, this is our first presentation of 2021. Hard Ooh. to believe that we're in. Yeah, isn't that something? And what we thought we'd do today is kind of a year in review. And really, we want you to lead the discussion as our attendees, as our audience today. We have kind of set up a, a, a mini helpline here, I guess, for the next hour and a half, roughly. And... I also want to share with you that we have uh, help sessions like this every Tuesday and Thursday where we offer free help to those who join us on your Apple products or other related devices and features and apps and so on. And so just to kind of give you a, a quick overview of what we've done, I said it was going to be a year in review. We'll spend about five or 10 minutes talking about um the kinds of things we've done this past year and what we are excited about going forward in 2021. And then we're going to just open it up. We're going to take your tech questions. So for the next five or so minutes, sit back and relax, but get prepared to ask your questions. All right. We're going to take questions about Apple products, iPhones, iPads, Apple TV, Apple Watch, HomePod, Mac, all these Apple products. We'll take questions about apps and accessories. Maybe you have a question about Wi-Fi and networking, about TV streaming, about home automation. Uh, you know, all these kinds of things that we have talked about uh, since we began doing these presentations for the ACB community back in April. And by the way, uh, we do have events planned all the way through this April and uh, possibly beyond if you all still want us. We're, you know, we're going to serve at your pleasure and continue to do it as long as as you want to have us. And so um, we're looking forward to that. But just to go over with you, this has been uh, a, uh, we, we've been, we've been very blessed, praise God, but it's definitely been a crazy year for this world, as we all know. And um, we decided back in the, uh, well, let, let me back up, actually. Let me say that um, in 2018, the tech juggernaut began offering free classes. Uh, we felt led to do that. For us, it was a, uh, you know, a, a spiritual thing. We felt God was leading us to do that. But also in the earthly sense, we really saw how Apple products change lives. You know, these Apple products truly empower us and change the way that we work, that we play, that we learn, that we create that we design and, and that we communicate and that we express ourselves. They make things possible that have never before been even thought of. And that's true for both sighted and non-sighted users. When Apple released its sixth generation iPad in March of 2018, 
it really struck a chord with me because they packed such incredible power and functionality into such a low cost solution. And they did that because they knew that schools, families, teachers, parents, and students would want ways to be able to accomplish these things without breaking the bank. But they would want high quality products that didn't sacrifice in features or functionality. That's what the iPad sixth generation has done. And since then, its seventh and eighth generation successors have continued in that same incredible tradition. And I believe the eighth generation iPad is the, the best iPad that Apple has ever made. When I saw this, when I saw that reminder of what I've always known, that education was so deeply important to Apple, that creativity and expression were embedded in Apple's DNA and the desire to, to facilitate those things in the consumers is embedded in Apple's DNA. I said, I've got to do something to get the word out because I don't think most of us even use a fraction of the features that we could be using on our devices. And so in April of 2018, we began to put together an iPad course and we decided to offer it for free. There really was no other option in my mind. And I had said at that time that if we would have even 10 students, that was the goal I had set, that was just me, I said if we had 10 students that uh, wanted to take this course, we would do it. If not, I would just continue to train them one-on-one -on -one with paid training. And in that first iPad course, we ended up having 47 students in that first course. Since that time, we have grown to the point that the courses we're offering now, we've had upwards of 150 students in many of these cl classes, and we continue to offer them completely free of charge. Right now, we're in right in the uh, month with the Mac course. All right, We're teaching on the Macintosh for another three weeks. Then in February, we'll be doing some mini courses on the Apple TV, the Apple Watch, the HomePod, and Apple Pay, and some other features like that. Then in March, as it has been our tradition for the past two years, when we get to the springtime, we're going to start that iPad course once again, our flagship course and my favorite course to teach. We call it iPad for All Computing, and it really does teach you how to use your iPad for everything. And Matt, just to, to verify, we've got, um, we just finished the voiceover class. There was 150 students and the Mac class has 64 students as of yesterday. Um, and, Correct. Um, if people are interested in the next two courses, the uh, February course um, that you just mentioned and the iPad class, um, I think Cliff has been willing to uh, keep people's names. So you want to send a text message to his, no, I think he wants email, right? Stir it up on iCloud.com. Yeah, I think either or, but I think for that, he's, he's preferring email. Um, what's happened guys is that I have a, a blog and you can subscribe to it at ttjtech.net. That's Tango, Tango, Juliet. And then the word tech, T-E-C-H dot N-E-T. And people contact me through that and that's fine. And I do support, you know, for paid clients and, and free, but I've been getting, you know, two or 300 emails a day. So 
um, Cliff and Rita and some of the other members of our team, Stephanie, you know, Lynn, they've offered to kind of take some of the burden. And in this case specifically, Cliff has uh, taken the, the sign up and registration burden. So you want to, if you want to get in any of these courses, like Rita said, if you want to take this iPad class and learn how to possibly, you know, completely replace your traditional computer with an iPad, or at the very least learn how to become uh, proficient with an iPad and with voiceover, then you want to send an email to Cliff. And again, his email address is stirritup at iCloud.com, but stir is spelled with a U, not an I. Okay. So it's S-T-U-R-I-T-U-P at iCloud.com. And, um, and and Rita, since you're here, maybe you want to send a quick text to I, Cliff. I oh, am. You, oh I okay, did. okay. Just, All right, good. Good. We have to, Cliff we have is to here. I on. just promoted oh. him to panelist. Oh, he's, so he's here. Okay. All right. I was gonna say I was hoping I wouldn't have to pick on him for not looking at the actually I kind of <laughs> wanted to pick on him. So now there you go. Uh anyway. <laughs> so uh <laughs> so what we have, we have several courses coming up before summertime. And, and this iPad is the, the biggest one now after the Mac course. Uh, but we have some in February. There's still room. OK. And they are free. So you want to get in touch with us. The other thing that we started doing in 2020, and this really did happen as a result of the COVID stuff. OK. At least that's how the that was the, the catalyst for it, because when that happened, I said, you know, this is insanity. It, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. But I said, I want to do something to help out. You know, I don't know what my part in this can be, but I want to do something. And so we immediately started two different things. The one thing we offered was an iPad lending uh, program. So if you were working from home, if you were teaching from home, if you were going to school from home or the parent of somebody attending school online from home, and you didn't have the devices that you felt were adequately serving you, you could request a uh, free iPad for a short period of time, or you could pay to um, use one for a longer period of time. And uh, we were offering that, and, and that was a, a great program. And then we actually ended up uh, giving away several iPads this past year as well. But the other thing that we started, and the main thing that has really long endured throughout the whole year and is continuing into 2021, and at least through summer of 2021, is our free help sessions. So we began these help sessions because what we said was, you know, look, Apple stores are closed. You remember back in the spring, they were all closed. Now many of them still are. Some are reopened, but others have closed again. And even in other stores that are open, like Best Buy and so on, that, that close interaction that we used to have is not the same. Maybe it'll be back someday, okay? But it isn't there right now. And so it's very difficult to walk into an Apple store and have an appointment or a Best Buy store, have a Geek Squad appointment. You can do it in some stores, but it's not the same experience. And a lot of people don't want to go out. You know, there, there are people like my parents who feel they're in the vulnerable uh, category. And, and, you know, they've not been to a restaurant since last February. They've ordered Grubhub and stuff, you know, but they prefer not to go out, not to go places. And so, you know, maybe you can go, but you don't want to. You don't want to be in that kind of crowd. And so all these things add up to, you know, Apple has fantastic phone support. And we are never trying to replace Apple. We're not Apple. We're not endorsed by Apple. We're not a, an affiliate of Apple. All right. So we'd never dream of trying to replace, you know, their awesome service and so on. But what we found 
was that people wanted more than one outlet for getting support. And what we found is that in a community like this, we can help each other. The other thing we found was that because people weren't going out, the wait times for support were just insane. I had waited on, or, or I think it was my parents, I don't remember the circumstances now, but I had waited on hold for Apple one time last year for 45 minutes to an hour because everything was so busy. And so we said, you know, we can help. And we can help by creating virtual help sessions. And they're going to be just like going into a store with an actual appointment. You're going to get your own dedicated time slot. And we are going to help you the best we can remotely uh, using, well, at that time we were using Zoom. Now we've since switched to the WebEx platform, but it's very similar. Uh, again, these things have grown so much that I think we started out with eight or 10 people in our first help session. And it, we rarely have under 30 now, praise God. We, it's gotten to the point that we actually split it up. We do half of the alphabet one day and half of the alphabet the other. You're welcome to attend both and learn from other people, but you'll get called on one of two times in a week. So we do these virtual help sessions every Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And we also have Saturday help sessions for those who need them on the weekends. We do them every other week, every other Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern. So if you want to attend any of these, we'd love to have you. And again, the best way to find the information is to subscribe to the blog, ttjtech.net. Cliff also has his blog at stiritup.com, stir with a U. We post on both of those. He posts the Saturday ones because he and uh, trainer Stephanie, they are the ones that primarily run those. I, I pop in when I can, but usually those are the, they, they handle those. And then we all do the Tuesday and Thursday one. So I post those on my blog and I think they're on his Rita maybe shows up every now and again too. So every now, yeah, Hey, you know, she, she, was, she was active today before you in this thing. So, you know, well, that was not my fault. <laughs> I, I, I just had to get that dig in. There. I, just I bet you did. But yeah. I'll tell you what. So we, we are, um, we are doing these, you know, every week and the Saturday ones every other week. And what we do is we post the link to join to the blog about 15, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes prior to the start of the session. If you're subscribed to the blog, the good news is you'll actually get it in an email. You'll get that email about 15, 20 minutes ahead and it'll say, you know, join our next virtual help session and here's the link. So we want you to do that. We want you to be part of that. So in addition to all this, let's bring it back and we're going to start to take your support questions today. Like I said, that's what the I rest interrupt, of And I know I was a little late, but did you already cover the month with the Mac? Yes. Yes, we did talk. About, yes. I'm, I just wanted to throw my, um, you know, two cents in what it's worth. I've been, you know, as you know, posting a lot of stuff pretty much took the reins from you on that one because, you know, I use the Mac a lot more than you do um and on top of that i had the same mentality coming into this month class that you did if we got 10 people i would have been happy but i just looked right before i came in here and there are 66 people in the classroom yeah so, yeah yeah praise god that's that's grown yep and i'm absolutely. still getting emails on people still wanting to join still wanting to get the information and I, I didn't know that I was going to get the snowball effect when I put that recording up this morning of uh, how to navigate mail. And boy, I tell you, <laughs> Rita, I feel your, I feel your pain, Rita. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. um, <laughs> so to, to, to bring this, to bring this to where we had the pleasure of beginning to, and I shared some of this at the, 
um, the thon on New Year's Eve. But of course, there were so many people that wanted to go that we were very limited on time. And I'm not complaining. I'm very thankful for the opportunity. But I, I just wanted to be able to share it in a little more depth today. And then, of course, like I said, we're going to help you out with your Apple products. So get ready with your questions. And if we have time, we may even try to stump each other on the instructor team with with tech questions. But we'll see that that'll be secondary. Um, but to bring this to where we got introduced to the ACB community was that on one of the existing lists that uh, several of us on the team are part of, I don't remember if it's the one that Cliff and I run because we do run Apple support list called only Apple talk and support. I don't know if it's that one or if it was iDevices that Rita uh, co-moderates, but one of those lists had a message from Cindy last spring asking if anyone would be interested in sharing iPhone gaming with voiceover, you know, accessible games. And I responded. It was a forward. It wasn't even directly from Cindy. Somebody on the list had forwarded that. And I got in touch with her and I said, yeah, you know, I'd be interested if you want me to do that. I said, but I also want to let you know, I said, you know, I certainly don't want to, uh, you know, try to do, you know, I don't want to be assuming or, you know, presumptuous or anything, but I said, you know, I am a certified Apple teacher and I could teach on, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And the rest is kind of history. You know, we have absolutely loved getting to know Cindy and Mika and Tyson and just the whole group. You, you are just fantastic people. And, and what you're doing is, is truly admirable and truly amazing. So we've had a great time doing it. We look forward to continuing to do it. Yeah, and Tyson, Tyson even invited me to his Magic Mac session this past Wednesday that I was a part of. So that's that was a that was a great experience there. So yeah, I don't know how you rate. I'm insulted, Tyson. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. But um, anyway, we are uh, yeah, we're we're very excited and uh, and glad to be uh, a part of what's happening here. We think it's a great thing. Um, so I don't know anything else on the team before we take, like I said, the primary thing I wanted to do today is let people ask their tech questions. You know, that's. No, I think that's pretty much it. You covered, you know, we got our mini courses coming up everywhere where I'm going to get a little bit of a break because it's been hit the ground running since January 1st with, with, with this month with <laughs> Mac, but I'm happy about it because I really had no idea. I mean, because ever since we started teaching computing for all computing for, you know, with your iPad and whatever, the exact name at this point because I've been my brain is running a mile a minute because I get emails about this that and the other about the Mac but ever since that started I mean it it really I didn't expect the Mac like you with the iPad for all computing I did not expect people to have this much interest in the Mac I mean we even had students that did the iPad course and said you know what I want to see how accessible the Mac is and and even trainer Rita went out and bought her a brand new M1 so I mean we've we've had a lot of uh -huh. great response to this one so Absolutely. And we plan, you know, to continue offering courses every summer. We take some time off. We still have help sessions periodically. At least we did last year. We've not announced our summer schedule this year, but that'll be announced close to summer. But, um, you know, we, we basically take some time off and we, we have a, um, we have an annual tech summit. This will be our third one. Hopefully it'll be able to be done in person. Last year we had to do it virtually and that was all right. We still had a good time, but we certainly had an incredible time uh, the first year when we actually all got together uh, and, and spent three or four days together uh, doing, you know, going to Just so you know, Park it, was, and it wasn't your company. It was your mom's food. <laughs> I, I can actually believe that as good of a cook as she is, but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> 
we, um, you know, hopefully we'll get to do it again either way. If it's virtual, you know, whatever, but we'll, we'll still have one this year. So at that tech summit, in addition to all the fun things we do, you know, we sit down and we meet, we regroup, we talk about how our previous season has gone and what we want to change and what we want to do next season. And so we'll put together, you know, uh, what we hope will be the best curriculum yet. And the virtual help sessions, as I mentioned to you, will continue at least through the beginning of June and, and probably beyond that, maybe a lighter schedule in the summer. Okay. That's usually what happens, but you know, again, that will be announced later, but just know that at the very least they are on the schedule every Tuesday and Thursday and every other Saturday from now straight through basically the end of May, beginning of June. Let's so, say, let's say second and fourth Saturday, cause there are probably a couple of months where we got a fifth Saturday in there that I haven't decided what I'm going to do with that yet, but just, okay for continuity second and fourth every second and fourth saturday at 12 central one eastern okay all right that sounds good yep all right so that said um mika or tyson or whoever's whoever's running this part it's uh, me it's you all right awesome by the way mika's glad to hear your voice again i missed you thank you i missed all (laughs) of you absolutely so Um, yeah if you have some burning questions for, well, first of all, Matt, uh, just the work that you have done and all the subjects that you that you and your team have covered have been fantastic, and I have learned so so much. Um, That's awesome. So, if you have some questions for the team, you can raise your hand. If you're on a landline, it's star nine. If you are using a smartphone or tablet, um, the raise hand option will be on your screen. And if you are on a Windows PC, it's Alt-Y. If you are on a Mac, it's Options-Y. And please be ready to unmute yourself um, when I say your name. So um, to do that, if you're on the phone, it's going to be star six. Um, If you're on a smartphone or tablet, the mute button will appear once I have allowed you to talk. And if you are on Windows PC, it's Alt-A. If you're on a Mac, it is Command-Shift-A. So let's see who we have first. All right. Our first question is going to be from Donna. Donna, you can unmute. Hello, guys. Hi. I sure have missed being in your classes. Believe me, I have. But I'm uh, glad that I still have my job. <laughs> Anyhow. Well, that's uh, awesome. I, I have three short things to ask. Um, how long can I expect my Apple Watch Series 1 to function? I have a Apple 8 uh, Plus right now. I am hopefully going to be able to get another phone in the next in, during this next year, hopefully. So um, I, I would, you know, I can't. I, I, I can't speak for Apple um, I, other than the only thing I can say about Apple is that they usually, once a product is over five years old, uh, they move it to a category of, I forget what it is first, vintage or... or um, I think it's called uh, legacy. Legacy, maybe that's the one first and then vintage. Um, and so that's the only thing I can say. I can't really speak for you know what will be supported in what year. Now for personal you know, my own personal thoughts on it. Um, I, I think if the, if the resources allow, if you can swing it, I think I, I 
would upgrade it now. I think I'd have done it already. Yeah, that's what I'm considering. Um, yeah. The other thing, I, I'm confused whether I even need the um, the cellular. What? I, I can't remember. What does the cellular, what is it? So good? if you have, uh, if you have a non-cellular Apple Watch, they call it Apple Watch GPS. Mm -hmm. That one is going to require your iPhone for basically everything. Okay. If you want to, you know, use it for messages, phone calls, whatever. You have to at least have your iPhone nearby. I mean, you can have it in a purse or a pocket, but it's got to be nearby, turned okay. on, and it will be, um, if you were to leave it at home and go, you know, just with your watch, only thing you'd be able to do is kind of like listen to music that's already stored on the watch. Yeah. tell time with it i'm okay know, with it. that as long as it'll do everything like the new functions like the fall function the um you know the the thing that reads your heart yeah um, the so the the series uh, the series um the series four five and six all do those things and then the series six got uh blood oxygen monitoring yeah that's well. what i'm wanting yeah yeah yeah. I don't need so, you, I don't need to have cellular for that, right? You do not. Now now okay, you know good. again it, it's it's there are some other thoughts on it though. You know, if you ever wanted cellular then you would have the option. You know, you're not required to have a cellular plan on it just because you have a cellular watch. Um so that's just something to keep in mind and sometimes again depending on your financial preferences and your financial means, sometimes it's actually easier to get a cellular Apple Watch because you know, a company like AT&T or T-Mobile or Verizon might say, hey, you get the Apple Watch uh, through us and just pay $8 a month for, you know, 12 months or 24 months or whatever it is, you know, and you own it. Uh, and, and that way you don't have to come up with, you know, three or $400 up front. So that's another okay. thought to keep in mind. Okay. And my other th another thing um, on my TV, how can I tell when, um, how can I, I've been trying to figure it out. So I, how can I tell how much of my Wi-Fi is getting to my TV, like how many, uh, uh, how much of my plan, you know, gets to my TV? Because I have trouble where some things buffer, some things don't. Uh, okay, I do everything streaming. What I would encourage you to do is to, and and what what Wi-Fi do you have? Who, who is your internet provider? And what I have Wi -Fi Comcast. Okay, you have Comcast. Unfortunately. There's a couple of things. Well, actually, I got to be respectfully disagree with you. I believe Comcast is about the best internet you can get in the no, nation. No, I, I agree. I agree. They're but, just expensive, you know. But it, well, I you know, but here's here's what what I would do. First of all, I would make sure that you have their latest XFi gateway. And if I do. you don't, okay, okay, you do. Okay. All right. Yeah. So what you want to do is to get an app called Speed Test, and it's available yep. in the App Store. Okay. Yeah, and I performed it on the gateway today. Okay, okay. What you, now, if you were to stand by the TV and run that speed test app, that's going to be where you're going to get a true reading of what that TV is able to get. Okay, because I was sitting right across from it, literally. Okay. I'm, only, okay. I'm only like three, four feet from my TV. Do you remember the numbers you got? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, I got like 238. 238? Uh-huh. It's over my 200 that is in my yeah. plan. So, so you, yeah. you, you ought to be, you ought to be fine. If you're experiencing buffering at the TV and you actually are getting those numbers, 
there may be some other factors that we would have to look into. And that would be a great opportunity for you to join us at a, at a help session or something, because there, there may be okay. some other causes. I mean, that 238 is, is way over. Yeah, what yeah, exactly. Needed. That's why I was uh, asking you the question. Cause I was like, is there something I'll come join your help session. I don't okay. want to take up all the time here. I'll come join you and we'll talk further with about okay. it. Okay. The, o- the other thing, um, so, because as you know, I used to be in your class, loved them and was, you know, been learning a lot. Are you ever going to have classes, you know, like the voiceover, all that on, you know, change the days, like make them Thursday, Friday or Saturday, something like that, you know, change up the days a little bit for people who maybe can't uh, make these and Wednesdays? Well, there's two factors there. Uh, the quick answer is very likely not. Um, sorry to say, and, and, you know, the main reason for that is because most of us, um, have other obligations. Now for me, it's gotten a lot easier because my kids are home this year, full-time they're doing Mm full-time online. So praise God, it's such a blessing having them here. So it's not as critical that I, you know, have quite the same schedule, but, uh, if they go back next year to in person, then that's going to go back to you know, every evening and weekend, I'm going to want free. And it's the same thing with Cliff and even Rita, who, you know, doesn't have school age kids, you know, has her husband who, you know, misses her. And he hold on, (laughs) hold on, hold on. Because I'm gonna tell you what Tony would say. The cats are more important than he is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to tell the story where he said he was that he was going to start calling himself I, Tony. And then maybe she, right. maybe she so spend more, get time, more with time with me. Yeah, I, but I yeah, so the, the short answer is because of our, you know, second only to God, our families are the most important thing to us. We're probably, of course, we found this time to work the best. Now, here's the good news. If there's a class you really want to take, we, since you joined us, we record every session now. So you end up with the full recording. And if you combine that with the help sessions and with the support that we offer by iMessage, you probably, even if you can't attend the live sessions, you'd probably be okay. Yeah, that's what I do with the voiceover. Because if you remember, I got in, it was happy because I really was needing it. And and um, I'm having to do it that way right now, you know, because I couldn't join because of work. So I just had to ask, though. I mean, yeah, you're I really not missing nothing because we don't unmute students during the class sessions, only during the help session. So. Okay. Yeah. I had to ask, um, you know, you, you know, you have to understand. I just had to ask, um, cause I'm sure I'm not the only one thinking it, but, um, your classes are awesome. And if anybody at all, uh, wants to take them, needs to take them, please do. They're awesome. And that's all well, my questions. Praise God. We appreciate thanks, Donna. that. Thanks so much. Good talking with you. Well, you know, thanks to Matt and his big mouth. I've already got 10 emails from people that's on this ABCB call. So I've got to <laughs> those already. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just to kind of give you an idea, you have about, um, we have about 12 people with their hand up. Okay. Um, so, Abraham, you, you can unmute. Hello, guys. How you doing? Hi. Hi, how you doing? Good. Uh, so, cool couple of questions. Uh, first one is about the help session. Uh, yesterday, I had the WebEx mobile app on my phone downloaded, and I created an account as Cliff, and you mentioned the other day, um, a free account. And then I tried to log into the meeting, into the session, and it kept saying connecting, connecting. So, I'm just wondering uh, what's like going on with WebEx. That sounds like yeah. an internet issue. Internet oh, really? Issue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I turned on data as well. 
or yeah. or force quit the app and relaunch it and try again. I, I did all of that as well for a connectivity issue. Yeah, yeah. Because if I'm not mistaken, if I remember the numbers, we had over 40 people in the meeting yesterday, so it was working just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then the iPad program you mentioned, are you guys still doing that at all? May or April? I'm sorry, or is it March, Matt? Do we start in March? No, March no, we the, start. Yeah, the, the the iPad uh, lending program. I mean, oh, that's mass air territory. Um, there is uh, there is a possibility if you want to uh, get more information about that. Why don't you send me an iMessage, um, okay. the tech juggernaut at iCloud.com, and let me know what what you're looking for and for how long and i'll see what and just do. make sure because we had a couple of people say they sent matt a message and he didn't get it or it came back right. undeliverable make sure that you are spelling it the tech t-e-c-h juggernaut j-u-g-g-e-r-n-a-u-t at icloud.com correct okay and uh find out what was the name the app you mentioned for the speed testing i didn't get it speed test got uh, speed test that's what it's called ain't yeah it, speed te- it says <laughs> and i think it says by Ukla. I forget how you spell Ukla, but it's yeah, it, it's just called speed test. Yep. And there's gonna is there gonna be a, a test in tomorrow by any chance? How yeah, there uh, tomorrow is the second Saturday, so yeah. All right, thanks guys. You have a great one. Okay. Hey Matt, I just wanted to tell you that you I raised the bar pretty high. So you you know, unless you want me to keep doing it, you know, posting those recordings the day of, you know, people are gonna come down your throat. <laughs> There's a lot of trouble on this panel here. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Good run. You can unmute. <clears throat> can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. I have an iPhone SE first generation. I have Verizon as the carrier. And I have trouble when I want to use Ira outdoors near my house where there is some open uh, a space and so forth that, that is a little bit uh, landmark challenged. So I really, I was looking forward to using Ira. And I've heard that there are uh, Wi-Fi boosters and extenders and so forth that you can use. And I wonder what can I do? And, and because iPhone apparently is not planning any kind of major work to improve reception. You need oh, to get a new phone. That would be, yeah, that would be one thing I was going to say, because that first generation SE is pretty old. And every phone that Apple releases has improvements in the cellular radio. So if it's a cellular signal issue, even a Wi-Fi issue, actually, that will improve just by getting a new phone. And especially now with the 5G phones and Verizon is definitely, <laughs> at least according to their claims, uh, they're one of the carriers that's really leading the, the 5G revolution. You know, they, they claim to have that uh, really down pat. So that would be one thing. If it does end up that it's a Wi-Fi issue and it is right around your home, you can purchase... Wi-Fi systems, like mesh systems, they call them. Uh, one of the most well-respected out there is made by a company called Eero, which is actually really Amazon, but it's it's their their Wi-Fi, uh, E-E-R-O, I believe that's spelled, and they make a, a Wi-Fi mesh system. Um, there are some others. Uh, Apple sells the Eero. Apple also sells a Linksys one, and, and maybe even your internet provider has them you know somebody else mentioned comcast comcast has their own 
Wi-Fi system you can purchase. The but, other thing too, I was going to mention, Matt, too, is you may want to check to make sure her carrier settings are updated also. Well, right. And that is under settings and general and about. If it's going to update, it'll let you know there. It'll, it'll show you that there's a carrier settings update. But the, yeah, because the thing with the Wi-Fi, no matter how good the extender is, it's still really only going to extend you know, to your property. And even that's going to be, I mean, you can get to a point where it just doesn't, if you had, you know, 10 acres of land, you're not going to be able to extend the Wi-Fi for that entire distance. And, you know, that's as much for security reasons as, as logistical reasons. So I would just keep in mind, um, all that combination of things. I think the new phone is a great place to start actually. What kind of phone would you get then? what's the best kind for the well that's probably something we don't honestly have enough time to really get into in depth but i would just yeah I, yeah i'm laughing knows I, because matt will yep. tell you painful details about yeah that's what i was gonna read rita knows i can give you a whole dissertation on on the different but i think i think the his, his too, presentation on how what kind of phone to get is so long youtube won't even upload it so yeah <laughs> short and sweet please short and sweet I, well i think i think you need to find out what what you're willing to spend and then go for you know the best that you can get in that in that price range because uh, every new phone that apple makes is a great phone if it were me uh, i'd get one of the ones that has the the face id i wouldn't get a second generation se but if you really like that home button second generation se is a very good phone also so yeah again there's just so many factors i what I, do you want you know go to the apple store app and browse around and see what you like yeah, there's iPhone, iPhone 12s are the most recent. Okay, so there's four models of iPhone 12s. So I would look amongst those four models. There's an iPhone Mini 12 um, to a Pro Max. Okay, right. and depending on what the feel in your hand, you know right. how you, how you want that. Um, I would buy one of the 12s. Because okay, you've got do, the best. The, does uh, any of them have a home button or not? No, it does no, not. No. Okay. None of those have a, 12, a button. But they do have the SE2, which you're already familiar with. That does have a home button. And it right. came out earlier last year. So. Right. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, thank now, you so if much. It, if it were me budget-wise, yeah. I would go for the previous model, which would be the are they still selling the 11? I'm not even sure, Matt. Yes, they are. They still okay, sell so, the 11. Yeah, I would go for the 11 because it's last year's model, but it's nowhere near a bad phone. It's a great phone. It's just a last year's model, so it'll be a little bit cheaper. Most people are trying to clear shells of them, so you might be able to get a great deal on them. So. That's that's the phone I still have. I This is the first time ever since I started owning iPhones that I did not upgrade. Um, so, it's a yeah, it is a great phone. Okay. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, and next we have Peggy. You can unmute. Hi, um, I'm, I've really been enjoying your classes as well. I'm loving the month with the Mac. Awesome, <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, I, I've had a Mac for about seven or eight years, but I know how to do about three things. So I'm really excited about <laughs> relearning a lot of this stuff. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, my question is, I for the first time, I got a home kit accessory this year, a uh, August lock. All right. Uh, thanks to Cliff, you know, and you guys. <laughs> um, but anyway, I um, 
we had some problems setting it up, but I'm wondering, we have an Apple TV, I guess it's called HD, which is what, the fourth generation or something? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is supposed to be work, is supposed to be high enough to serve as a hub, but um, yes. yes, we had a lot of problems with it. And then we, um, we, we didn't seem to be able to get HomeKit set up on it, but I, I don't know. We, we should try again, I guess. But I think uh, the so one we, thing that you want to make sure, because they don't tell you this, but you actually have to set it up in the August app first, and then it'll carry over to HomeKit. Yeah, well, we just yeah that, that. that is yeah. true with the locks. That's Yeah, that's yeah, typically right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, we finally have it working. <laughs> but what we did is we, my husband just got a new iPad Air, so he had an old iPad Air, and we started using that as the hub to see if okay. that would work. Okay. Um, the thing about the hubs is that they, in, in something like, and I don't know with 100% certainty about August, but I assume it's the same as the, uh, the lock that I have, um, which is that they, even though they have Wi-Fi chips in them, they don't really use Wi-Fi in the traditional way that we think that they do because it's just too hard on the battery. And so really what you have is a Bluetooth HomeKit okay. lock. And so okay. what happens is with your home hubs, in order for that home hub to be effective, it's got to be within Bluetooth range of the lock. And if you have more than one, like you can have more than one Apple TV. And if you have more than one, it sets up a mesh network so that it automatically, you know, extends that Bluetooth range. Now, if you want a cheap, uh, not cheap in quality, but cheap in price, uh, home hub. Um, I suggest getting yourself a HomePod Mini. They're only not. That's what I was wondering about. Yeah, yeah, and they also serve as a home hub, so you could put one in the same room as the lock. You know, but you still could run into a situation at the other end of the house where it's not able to reach you very quickly. And then if you're on cellular, it will because it, it does it differently. You know, remotely. But yeah, it's it's a great idea to use those as home hubs and to just fill your house with them if you can. Uh, I'm not personally a huge fan of using the iPad as the home hub because then it always has to stay in that location, stay plugged yeah. in, stay yeah. on, you know, otherwise it doesn't serve its purpose. But in your case, yeah. since it's not a current one anymore, it's an older one that right. will work. I have a, I have a customer who does that same thing. So yeah, you're on the right track there. Okay. And maybe we will get a, a HomePod mini that, that has Bluetooth and everything. Yeah, that, that, that is a fantastic device. It's everything that the big HomePod is, except it's less expensive. I mean, the sound quality is not what the big one is because it's not, it, there's no way it could be. It's the size of a, right. you know, an orange. I mean, it's a little tiny thing, but it, it has fantastic sound. It's better than like the Echo Dots or anything. And it really does uh, all the same features and it does serve as a home hub. Okay, great, great. And just to point out the the thing about those home speakers, such as the the big one or the minis, when you have these connected devices, locks and other you know garage doors and cameras and stuff, you can once they're all set up and configured, you can talk to the speaker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and yeah, things all connected, so you can say you know. Uh, lock my door you know yeah raise instead my of garage. having to do the hey siri yeah. thing and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly okay. and so yeah. that's what i i really i don't have one yet but if you're gonna have a hub you know for these all these things that are gonna talk to each other 
And the world is going this way. You know, things are connected. Okay. And the Apple is one of the best environments to have these connected devices because for one, they're accessible and you can talk to them and you can get access, you know? Um, So, I mean, I just, it's a, it's an amazing echo system, but once you jump in, then you're, you know, it like it uh, is like, oh, I could get this. I could get smart balls now. I could get smart plugs. Exactly. Get, a slippery know. slope, huh? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks very much. Thank you. Okay. And Beth, you can unmute. Hey guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. This is great. Um, could you please go over and I'm going to get in touch with you soon, by the way. Um, could you please go over your training packages, at least give us a bird's eye view. And do you still configure equipment for people? So thanks a lot. Yeah, sure. Um, so is, is, is Mika, is that okay? I normally don't like to, you know, talk about oh, paid okay. stuff if I, you know, but is that okay to, since she asked her? Is it, sure. Okay. All right. He's only saying that because when we first met, I told him to stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a long story. We don't have time to tell it. it somehow we, we ended up being friends after all that. Be, um, before you go into that, Matt, I just want to ask Mika a question. Mika, are you familiar with WebEx at all or not? Um, a little bit. The only reason I ask is because you do such a great job at hosting these and that it would take a load off of one of us if you could do one of our help <laughs> sessions and unmute and mute people. So we well, can maybe we can talk after this. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk after. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so be yeah. careful, Mika. They're trying to drag you in. <laughs> <laughs> um, we I uh, yeah, I <laughs> um, I uh the, the packages that I need to get. Um, <laughs> we have a, I have a support package that is an annual package that's called premium support. And that is basically where, you know, if you have quick questions, you can iMessage me. And if you get a new device and you want help setting it up, you know, like you get a, a new Wi-Fi router or a printer or a home kit accessory, you know, stuff like that. Those are quick support kinds of things. And I, I send you notifications when things are updated and all that good stuff. Um, there's that is a, a that is a two hundred dollars basically one ninety nine and that's one year. There is also a training package. The training package gives you thirty hours of training that never expire. You can use them regularly or you can keep them indefinitely. Uh, I have a few clients who use them up as quickly as they can. And I have others that have had them for four years and haven't used all their 30 hours yet. And that's a $300 package. Uh, And then there are discounts if you buy both together. And there's also one that includes Mac training now and um, or premium design services. Like if you wanted something designed, you know, a a website or something like that, which is a, you know, a, a higher end package too. All right. Sorry, I'm competing with our leaf blower outside. So, <laughs> oh, oh, no, that's okay. Um, Christy, you are next. Can you, you guys f- hear me? There you are. Yes. All yeah. right. So, I have a question about 
using voiceover with Facebook and trying to copy. I cannot seem to copy from uh, Facebook. And I know I'm supposed to do a single double tap and hold. It doesn't work for me. That has been a recurring issue for years. Uh, I have, I actually stopped using Facebook a couple years ago. And before that, when I was using it, I remember that. But I thought there was a different gesture. I thought there was like a two finger. There is, it's a three finger um, triple tap. Actually, I'm going to grab my phone. Just keep talking. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll actually, actually defer the three to you single on Yeah, the three finger triple tap turns. Um, screen curtain on and off. I think what Mika's referring to is the three finger quadruple tap, which will copy the last phrase to the clipboard. Yeah, you and can since, do it. Oh, but and since and since Facebook reads it in that one big block, it works. It it, it will so copy the a, whole text. So it's, a, so it's a three finger quadruple tap. Yes. Yes. After you after yes. you swipe past what you want, you do a three finger quadruple tap and Facebook or not Facebook, but the voiceover, whatever it is, will copy that to your clipboard and you can paste it wherever you want and then edit out what you don't want. Like if it says edit text or dimmed at the end or whatever, you can delete that out of there. Right. Okay. I'll try it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, if I could sneak a question in real quick. Yeah. Um, so I have a question about, about mail and, um, my phone. Um, I have a Gmail account that goes through the Apple mail. Um, and then when oh, yeah. I, and then when I add, it's when I go to add a different account, it just, um, when you're, when you are on the screen that lists like the inbox and all mail and all of that, um, if sometimes they get jumbled and it just looks like a hot mess on that screen and I'm wondering if it's if there's a better if there's a better way like if there's a way that it could look more like organized it has the name of it has well, I'll tell you what I think and then of course Matt's going to give you three hours of a description <laughs> but <laughs> no but what you need to do though is after you add that account is up in the upper left corner double tap edit and there you will have a list of the mailboxes that you have available to you. What I do is I uncheck all inbox because I don't want to see it. I want my inboxes single, so minus a Gmail, iCloud, Yahoo, whatever. I don't use Yahoo, but that's just an example. That way you can say, okay, this is Gmail and whatever other account you have, it'll be in a separate inbox. You can also select what they call smart folders, which is today, attached, unread, whatever the case may be. So you can kind of sort of sort your mail in a fast way to get to what you want to see. So right, if you go up to right. edit and double tap that, you should be able to pick and choose what you want to see on your home screen. Yeah, I actually 100% agree with Cliff, although not about the all inboxes thing. I actually use that all the time, but I do, yeah, that's personal preference, but I, I do agree with him about everything he said. I think what, it, for, if I'm understanding you correctly, it sounds like what you're seeing is the repeat of, because like every every account has its own inbox, its own scent, its own junk, and then some of them have weird things. Like some of them have, my Comcast account has like junk, trash, deleted items, and something else. I don't even understand why it has both of those because <laughs> one, you know, 
So, yeah, you can hide the mailboxes that you don't want to see. You can organize them in a fashion that makes sense to you. And, yes, you can enable those smart mailboxes that he's talking about, which I really love. Um, there's a today one that just shows what you got today. There's one that is um, attachments, so you can look at anything that has those. Um, what's oh the other gosh. one? That's like? I forget what the other one is. That like I like. Another one that says um, unread, oh. of course. Oh, yeah, unread. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, because then you can see, you know, if you if it if you think you've <laughs> deleted all your unread messages or, or viewed them and you realize that there's it's still saying there's five unread. Well, where are those coming from? You know, well, you can just show the unread mailbox and, and find them that way. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Our next person, Michelle, you should be able to unmute. I got an email from her earlier today. Oh, OK. Hello. Hi. So um, I'm still contemplating. Well, right now I have um, my my husband and I were I'm using the Mac that my husband typically uses. Um, but I'm I'm considering I'm trying to decide what kind of computer equipment that I want to get at some point. And um, if um, if I decide that I wanted to get the Mac Mini, the new Mac Mini that's out with the M1 chip, um, one of the questions I had, I understand that I could connect a keyboard to it and, and I could connect a trackpad and, and that sort of thing to it. But um, I was wondering, is there um, an inexpensive way to connect um, a monitor that um, I don't need the monitor myself, but sometimes um, I want to ask um, my husband what's going on on the screen. And, and so mainly I would need it for that purpose. And well, I wanted to see what you guys thought. If there was tell her what I do matter, do you want to tell her something? Way? Well, you, it doesn't matter. Well, what I do is is I have already I already have an H, um, um, HD TV that has connect has HDMI capability. So like you, sometimes I need sighted help, and I'll call my wife or one of my kids into the room to read something to me on the screen. And all I do is I pick the HDMI cord up that's sitting below my desk. I plug it into the Mac and say, "What does that say?" Um, other than that, do I, I don't have um, my my office where my computer stuff is set mm -hmm. up. Would wouldn't be anywhere near our TV. Okay. Well, so, I mean, Target, Walmart, they all Best Buy. Even I seen a sale last week where oh, there's yeah. small, like twenty inch TVs um, that have HDMI capability for less than a hundred bucks. I mean, my my son got a because he decided he wanted to build a. We built together a a gaming PC and he got a twenty. What's your monitor, Carson? Twenty-five inch, and what did we pay for that? Like a hundred and something? Yeah, like a hundred and some dollars. That was for a twenty-five. Yeah, so you don't need an expensive monitor. Co computer to, monitor. You, know, you just need something right. that has HDMI capability. HDMI. And it, I mean, okay. 10, 12, 14 inches, however big they make them these days, and just plug that up, and it'll give you the same picture that you would get on a quote-unquote computer monitor. Okay. And, and by then, the way, that I Mac could... Mini M1 uh, Mac Mini is excellent. It's sitting on my desk right now. Okay. And and um and I could connect like a uh the uh Bluetooth the the trackpad to that 
and yes. um, that sort of thing too. The one thing I will tell you is when you first get it, you're going to have to have a keyboard with USB connection because it's not automatically going to recognize Bluetooth when you turn it on. So you're going to need probably a Windows PC keyboard to turn voiceover on. Get through we don't have one of those. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I whatever. probably, I, I might be able to use like my, my husband has a keyboard that he uses with, with the, um, the MacBook Pro that we yeah, have any right now. any so, USB keyboard would do. I just did Windows because normally people right. don't have an extra Mac one laying around. But I had to grab my wife's work USB keyboard to get mine connected. But after once you set the Bluetooth up on it, you're good to go. So okay, okay, that's good to know. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I believe that this next person is Donna came in as Mountain State Council. There you are. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I couldn't rename myself, Mika. It's whatever. okay. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you, Matt, and, and your compadres there for all, all you do for our community. But um, so I have a question. I have an Apple 4, I mean, a, a, a yeah, Apple Watch 4. Okay. And so, um, and I'm kind of a, exercise nut um putting it lightly and so i you know I, I always use the workout app and and get it for whatever i'm doing indoor cycle indoor run you know whatever it is i'm doing so is there a way to run like one of the timers while that that workout app is is running like in the background so like say i'm on my bike and i want to do um use, you know, like an interval training type thing and pedal hard for, you know, a minute and rest for, or, you know, slack off for a minute or, or something. And, and is, is there a way to, can I do that with the Apple watch? Now of our, of our team members, Rita would be the one to <laughs> verify this with for sure, because she uses that stuff. But I, I do, don't, I don't see any reason why not. And the other thing I'll say before I turn it over to Rita is that two things, one, that, workout app actually renamed fitness now um is i think that's the app that they renamed is has built in workouts in them and some of them might be based upon time some of them might be based on distance or calories or other things but you can choose one of those and then now you how have do you Apple get Fit where do you get where do you I, I maybe I didn't look at it since the latest update. Maybe I didn't. Yeah, I, it, it, it is in. I'm going to let Rita answer that. But the other thing I want to say for sure is you may consider trying Apple Fitness Plus um, because they've got a ton of stuff in Apple Fitness Plus. I mean, I, I get it included in our uh, services bundle. And I have seen, you know, I've only looked at it briefly, but it's incredible what they have in there. So, Rita, do you have any advice for her? Uh, yes. Um, okay. Um, if you open the fitness app on your phone. Okay. okay. Um, and oh, oh, I'm backing up a little bit. Okay. In the health app. Okay. Yes. If you go yeah. into the health app and you put in your data. Okay. okay. Like height, weight, age. Um, you can even put in like waist circumference, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. It better calibrates than what you're doing in your workouts. Okay. So, okay. It, okay. So, so then, so then <clears throat> in the fitness app, um, I got the fitness plus I'm trying it out. Okay. Uh, for, uh, you know, I bought a new watch and 
so I got three months of Apple Fitness. Okay. okay. And um, <clears throat> the programs in the Apple Fitness, I have not been real happy with because they're very visual and there's no audio description. Oh. So like you, you'll go and it'll be like a 30 minute ride. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you can tell these people are sweating and they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, you know, they're like, okay, let's go, you know, kind of thing. And, and they do give you some prompts, you know, like sprint for five minutes, you know, or whatever. Uh-huh. Okay. Those will get your heart rate up and they, they correlate with the, uh, with the app. Okay. It's, it's amazing how it, uh, draws that data. Okay. It's, it's phenomenal how it does it. Okay. So, so your question about timer. Okay. Um, okay. You know how your watch has different faces, right? Okay. You know, all these different faces. Okay. And you can put these things called complications on a face, right? I haven't figured out how to put like something that isn't already there. Like I have something new, you know, new. Anyway, that might be another thing for a training session or something. I don't want to take up all the time here. Okay. Okay. So for example, okay. One of my faces is a moving butterfly. It's called the uh, motion face. Okay. And every time you touch it and there's a butterfly and it flaps its wings and it's a different butterfly. Okay. And you can put you can go into the menu for that face and you can put these things called complications, which is just options. Okay. Options for, and I've got a timer on there. Okay. In the bottom left-hand corner and I've got workout in the bottom right-hand corner. Okay. So when I want to uh, ride my bike, okay. I open the Apple watch and I touch the face that has the motion. I swipe to that face. I've got like six faces for my watch, you know? Okay. And I go to the butterfly one and I tap the bottom right-hand corner and it says workout. Okay. Okay. I double tap that. Yeah. And then it, it gives me a list of different workouts. Uh, right. Okay? And I tap, I tap the first one, which is the bicycle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then you'll hear beep, beep, beep. Okay. And it, it starts counting. Okay. And it right. does your time, your um, active calories, total calories, and uh, heart rate. Right. Okay. And then there's, okay. Okay. Then if you close that and then you go back to that same face and in the bottom left-hand corner is the timer. And so you can either, you can either say to Siri, Hey, you know who set a timer for blah, blah, three minutes. Okay. If you want to sprint. Okay. And then it'll do it for you automatically. So you don't even have to touch the timer. You can just tell Siri to do it. Mm And, okay. and quite frankly, if I had the act, if I had the, the workout running, I would just have Siri do it for me. Cause when workout is running on your watch, your phone and your watch go into do not disturb mode automatically unless right. you disable that. Okay. And so then all you got to do is tell Siri to set a timer. Like if you want to sprint for two minutes, tell her, tell her to set the timer for two minutes. If you want to so- go easy. Yeah. And I, 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 I kind of know that. I just didn't know if there was a way to set up like a, a, an interval thing. So I didn't have to keep telling her. It's okay. There probably is a way, but I just don't know it. Yeah. Well, it, I, that sounds to me like it would be something in one of the pre-done workouts. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. That, in, that would be the best way. Pre, and there's a ton of, Okay, there's Apple Fitness. There's also, there's many, many other Peloton and they all have fees. 
Okay. Nice. There's one called Activa. I think it's called, I think it's called, Acti I'm not sure of this, but it's, you pay like $99 a year and you get their workouts. Okay. Yeah. Or there's Peloton. Peloton has a $10 a month. I think it's that where you pay for their workouts. You don't have to have their bike. Okay. Or there's Apple Fitness, okay, which and right. there's there's probably a hundred different workouts to choose from right now in Apple Fitness, um, but I've I've been a little unhappy because there's not a lot of visual description. Yeah. They're pre-recorded videos, okay? Mm -hmm. okay. But if you're an experienced exercise person, you know what they're doing. You know, they'll right. say push it really hard for twenty, you know, five minutes or whatever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so some of those guided works workouts are really good there's also a lot on youtube it's up there now okay right. okay that's free yeah all right i well, could talk you. a lot about this okay <laughs> thank you okay okay and matt she said you were long-winded <laughs> <laughs> okay. hey i discovered i discovered something just to tell you guys on the apple watch because i even called the apple technical people, um, uh, the biometrics, you know, about, you know, what the, uh. well, anyway, I had a question when you do a workout, they tell you your active calories and your total calories. Okay. And I was like, what's the difference between active calories and total calories? I could not figure it out. Okay. And so what it is, is your active calories, if your heart rate gets up to a certain point per the metrics that you put in for your height, weight, and age, um, if the heart rate sustains a certain point after that, it'll record as active calories instead of just the total calories. So anyway, I found the distinction. It was interesting. So on this butterfly, can you actually hear the wings flapping? No, but it'll say yellow butterfly with black stripes gently flapping its wings in the breeze. Oh. Okay. And it'll, Beautiful it'll, description. It'll, you know, it's a beautiful description, but it, you cannot hear the flapping. No, but and they also have flowers that move or jellyfish. It's it's the motion faces of the watch, and you could pick between the butterfly flowers and okay. whatever. That's why, that's, why pick, that's why I pick Minnie Mouse because she talks to me. Uh -huh. So my next question, Diane, you should be able to unmute. Yeah, I think I'm unmuted. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Hi there. Okay. Well, Hi there. It's always um, fun to come in here and talk to y'all. And, and I took that, uh, I took the voiceover, um, what do you call it? Voiceover in and out. I, I took that class uh -huh. and um, I wasn't sure that I wanted to sign up for it because I wasn't sure if I'd learn anything new. Uh, boy, was I surprised <laughs> at how much I did learn that I didn't what? know. Yay. Um, anyway, I'm looking for suggestions. I'm going to be traveling next week, and I wanted to try one of those suitcase apps. And I um, installed one today and paid 99 cents for it called uh, Suitcases Packing Checklist. And it does have uh, several buttons in it that work, but I, uh, I, I actually was looking for something that I could check or uncheck, you know, that I could see that I packed the things that I wanted to pack and, uh, you know, how many, like somehow show on there how many of each item I needed to pack. Um, and so I was, I was really disappointed in this app because it only seems to be 
maybe somewhat accessible. I'm wondering if you've had experience with any uh, any so, that we know work. <laughs> my my initial thoughts, but first of all, thank you for the kind words about the, the voiceover class. I was uh, muted at that particular second, but I appreciate everything you said there. Um, I uh, My initial thoughts would be to use the notes app. That's what I was just, that's what I was thinking I, I would do. Um, yeah. I mean, I know sometimes those, those third party apps have extra features, like you can put quantities or, you know, descriptions or things like that. But, you know, especially in the case of packing, it just seems to me, I mean, it's personal preference, but it just seems to me like it's going to be more hassle than it's worth when we know that notes work so well with that, you know, and, and you so can set you can set that up so that it'll have um, checkboxes so on your the, on your items. Correct. The only thing yeah. you need to do is, or or the only thing you might want to do, not need to do, but you may want to do, is to go into settings and notes, and make sure that it says sort checked items automatically, so that it whenever you check something off, it moves it to the bottom of the list. Oh, I think um, I have that already because I set one okay. of those up for my uh, okay. for my shopping list okay. a long time ago. Yeah. So then you can just go in there and you can, you know, you can add items. Um, you turn on the checklist feature and then add items and everything becomes a, you know, a check. And then you just uh, double tap it to check it off when you're ready to do that. You know, right. um, that would be the, uh, you know, the best way I, I now if you wanted to do something a little bit different, uh, slightly, uh, I don't know, you, you could also use reminders because that really has checklists too. You could create uh, a packing list in reminders and each reminder is a separate check item. And the benefit there is that you could also include either time information or location information or even person information. So let's say as you're packing, you say, well, I can't pack my toothbrush tonight because I still need it tomorrow. Right. So then in that case, you know, remind me to pack my toothbrush tomorrow at 11 a.m. Or, you know, maybe you need to pick up medicine or you need to pick up shampoo. So you you include shampoo in the packing list, but it notifies you when you pass by the, the drugstore or the grocery, you know. So or, or you know, I need I mean, I don't know if this applies to you, but just in, you know, for an example. Well, my you know, my son's coming with me and, and uh, he needs to bring his passport. So remind me when I'm messaging him. To, to tell him to bring his passport. You know what I'm saying? So the Reminders app also uses checklists and you can create a separate list just for your trip, but you would have a few additional options that you wouldn't have in um, notes. And the other, uh, the other benefit to doing it there would be that you could tell Siri to add stuff to it. So the one thing Siri doesn't do with notes, Siri will create a note, but it's just a basic one. The one thing she won't do with notes is create a checklist. But because reminders already are checklists, you could say, um, add shampoo to my suitcase list or whatever you're going to call it. You know what I mean? And then she would actually do that. Huh. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen how to add a, a location to a reminder. Um, when you type a reminder in, there are these buttons. There are some smart options right away that pop up. But then there's an option that says, I think it says show details, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
it, it's under there. And then you have choices that say, remind me on a day at a time. Um, and then I think the other one says at a location or something like that. And then there's one that's called remind me when messaging. And that's that, you know, person based reminder. Okay. All right. Well, I, I guess I'll try it that way. I'm sorry I wasted 99 cents. That just kind of <laughs> irritates me. Oh, well, thanks you know, a lot. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem. It's all about trial and error. And by the way, Diane, yeah. I did not mean to not reply to the last email I got to you about your Sunday thing. So if you want to send me another one, I can reply to it this time. I got lost in some other stuff that Matt had me doing. So I'll blame it on him. Okay. I'll have to, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find it again. <laughs> okay. I'm sure it's in there somewhere. Thanks a lot. All right. All right. Thanks. Uh, and just to let you know, you have about 13 minutes. All right. Um, and Debbie, you should be able to unmute. Hi guys. Um, Hi Debbie. How you doing? Good. You know, it's only been a few weeks since we, my husband and I were in the class and we didn't realize how much we missed hearing you all. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we kind of got a routine going there. Anyway, yeah. um, we both have iPhone eights and we really like the sound of it. The audio driver is, is good. And for listening to music and, and books and things like that. We're considering getting iPhone 12 minis. And I haven't seen one of those. Is it smaller than the iPhone 8? Do you know? Um, I think they I, are. Is, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. So the iPhone 8 is a 4.7 inch, which is the same as the SE second generation. Mm -hmm. um, the iPhone, oh my, boy, I, I forget the mini. I, I know the 12 is the the same as the 11 which is a six point yeah one inch what's the size of the mini um <laughs> I, yeah, anyway I, my my question really is so i don't take up too much time um does anyone have any comparison of what the audio is like on the 12 mini would it be comparable to the eight or is it better or worse or because of the size, or does that have nothing to do with it? I think the, I've got to believe the mini, the 12 mini is a little bit bigger than the eight. Cause I don't think there's anything. Uh, you Boy, know, Stephanie would be the one to ask about. Well, this she, because... she'd be, she'd be looking it up already. And I, I can do that, but then I'm, I'm probably going to be. I can't really tell you All my right. son has a, a 12 mini but I haven't seen the eight in a while. Yeah. yeah. What, what's it sound I think the like? eight, if I had to compare the eight is the same size as the SE, but screen wise, it's bigger because it's edge to edge with no home button. So mm -hmm. you mean that, the, okay. um, yeah. The 12 but mini. to answer your question, the 12 mini sound is excellent. That I, is haven't it. Heard, okay. I haven't heard the eight. Yeah. In, you know, yeah. I think my sister-in-law okay. has one, but whenever she brings it, I kind of ignore it. But the 12 mini has great sound. It does. Okay. And do you think it would be worth, I mean, we don't really want a big phone and I know Cliff, you've got the pro max, but, um, it's got that LIDAR feature. Have you tried that to identify I haven't, objects but and even things when like I'm, that? Even when I'm doing something on my son's phone, like fixing his screen time or something like that, the size doesn't bother me. I mean, if, mm -hmm. if, if I was going to have a, if I didn't have the pro max, I probably would have the mini. But I it, tried the LIDAR uh, feature. Uh, I tried you? the LIDAR. My, my parents have, 
pro 12 pro maxes. And the first thing I did when I went to visit them uh, at Thanksgiving time, when we went down there is I, I got my mom's pro max and I measured my daughter's height in the measure app. Cause you're supposed to be able to do that. And it was cool. I mean, it did work, huh. it okay. was but uh, yeah. no, I mean, I'm I don't know. Sure you know spend the extra money. Decide whether the extra money is right. Yeah. You right. Know personal yeah. preference there's a lot more you're going to be able to do with that lidar though i mean it's just in its infancy you know but sure. i think they're all great phones again like we mm -hmm. told the other person who had asked you know it's got to come down to what you want and how much mm -hmm. you want to spend okay thank you very much oh can i ask are you gonna we missed one of the last sessions um i think it was the monday session in the you know the last week in december that we did it uh are those recordings up yet for those last two? Or are you going to put I those was, two? I was thinking they are. I hope so. Otherwise, I, I forgot. Okay. Um, I thought they I don't... were. If, if you find that they are not, okay. please send me an iMessage and I'll go back to WebEx and I'll, you know, I'll make sure I do. Right. I haven't, I'm, I'm kind of surprised I haven't gotten anybody else saying that other than maybe okay. they're just really it might be. respectful of how busy we are. But, you know, right. if, yeah, if, they're, if it's not up there, I want to make sure I post it. So okay. let me know if you don't find it. Thank you very much. Happy Thanks. New Year. Okay. You too. All right. And um, our next question is, uh, I think our last question will be from Janice. One of our, sorry to interrupt you, Mika, but one of our loyal students just decided, they do this all the time, they text me, Marie, who's on the call, just said that the 12 mini is the exact same screen size as the 8, but it's much better in sound and quality is what she says. Very good. All right. Janice, you should be able to unmute. Janice. All right. I see that you are unmuted. Hello. There you are. I'm not Janice, but I'm on Janice's computer. I'm here, but <laughs> I think you've kind of already answered the questions. We're shopping mostly for our son on the new iPhones. And he was wanting small at first, and I'm really kind of trying to steer him away from the mini for a couple of reasons. One, it's not that much smaller than the iPhone 8 he's using physically. It has a five point, the screen on the 12 is 6.1 versus 5.4. The phone's only maybe a quarter to a half inch bigger in one or two of those dimensions. That was and the size, 5.4. Thank you. I couldn't remember that. Yeah. He's sighted. So he's using it as a sighted person. So he might like the OLED screen. Right, right. Well, and they're all they're all OLEDs except the SE now. The Everything in the 12 series is, um, is OLED this year. I'm really trying to steer him toward the 12 because I don't think the 12 is that much bigger than the S than the uh, mini. Yeah. For, for my two cents, when you figure bang for your buck, I think the 12 is the best of all of them. You know, I mean, again, there's ones that are more powerful in some respects, like the 12 pro and pro max, but uh, not, not actually powerful, but just, you know, in features, but yeah, I, I think the 12 is going to be the best feature to price ratio, you know, and the combination of features. Yeah. Okay. Uh, backing up, I don't think you sent uh, a link for those last recordings. So you might want to check that. You say you don't think they're up there. 
Okay. I know for sure that the last one's not up because I actually have that recording, but I mean, it's been in the WebEx Twitter for two weeks. You just haven't put it. Would you suggest the 11 or forget that? Well, I, I agree with Cliff. I like the 11. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's still a very powerful, very capable phone. As I said, that is the first phone that I have had for more than one cycle and not upgraded, you know, and, and the reason that I didn't upgrade is not because I didn't like the 12s, but it's because of how much I like the 11. I'm just so happy with it that I didn't feel any sense of urgency to upgrade. I probably would have done the same thing with the 10R, except I ended up switching carriers. So, you know, I got a new phone in the process. But uh, yeah, I'm very, very happy with the 11. And I see no problem with that. You know, save a little money and still get a really, really awesome phone. I don't know how much different the 11 is uh, for a sighted person than the 12. That's the only difference that uh, you don't care about the screen. Right. But it's still a fantastic screen. My, my whole family has um, 11s and they all, they all really, Oh no, you have a, my daughter has a 10 R, but the rest of us all have 11s and they're all really, really happy with the, uh, the screens on the 11. Of course, my daughter yeah. wants the 12. Yeah, I think we'll tell him to look at the 11 to, to save money. And then the 12 instead of the 12 mini. Yeah, yeah. Thank you much. Thank you. Okay, um, Matt, you've got like four minutes left. Okay. All right. Well, we uh, we thank you again, and uh, we really appreciate all of the questions. Uh, we we're uh, that's going to really do it for us today. But I just want to say before we close, we have some really awesome. Uh, presentations coming up. I think next week we talk a little about um, blogging and WordPress websites. I know we have a um, a HomePod mini uh, review coming up and we talk about the HomePod. And I think we're even doing some Mac stuff here in ACB since we're already teaching a month with the Mac. So uh, we've got lots coming up. Again, I want to remind you of our weekly virtual help session every Tuesday and Thursday and every second and fourth Saturday. Um, and want to remind you of the blog, ttjtech.net. That's Tango Tango Juliet. And then T-E-C-H dot N-E-T. Or, oh, well, not or, and the other one. Also, stir it up, S-T-U-R-I-T-U-P dot com. Uh, we both have podcasts, uh, TTJ Talk and stir it up all uh, both available on all of your favorite podcast platforms uh so uh you know get in touch with us we hope to see you in our sessions in our classes and uh once again we just want to thank you all for the great questions today um god bless you and we hope you all have a great week and we will look forward to seeing you back here next week all right thank you all very much and thank you thank you tyson for streaming <laughs> thank you Tyson. You guys are quite welcome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs>